away at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. Today we're going to be giving a season update on the Indians. So 12 games have already been played. While you're, we're putting this out, the 13th game against the Reds at home is being played. So we're already one-fifth of the way through the season, which is insane for the MLB. Usually we'd be about like, I don't know, maybe like one-fifteenth of the way through the season. And so it's really weird to see that we're at six and six right now, but we're at 20% of the way through the season. And it's been really up and down in a really uh, like offense versus defense, weird story as we're dominating on one side and horrendous on the other. So we're just going to give an update on how the team's doing, what we're thinking now that we've seen 12 of our actual games and where we think we'll go from there. So we're going to start off with the good part of our team, which is the pitching. And specifically, we'll start off with the starting pitching. So we've had six starter starting pitchers through our first 12 games. Um, Carrasco, Clevenger, Civale, and Plesak have all pitched two starts. Bieber has three because he just started last night. And then Plutko has the one because of the doubleheader. We didn't want to put Bieber back-to-back. So we... Obviously have, as all of you have heard, and if you follow our Twitter, we've been tweeting about all day, one of the best starting pitchers or starting pitcher uh, lineups, one of the best rotations in the league right now. We're leading the league in strikeouts as a whole uh, with all of our pitchers. And Bieber, I'll quickly touch on Bieber, and then you guys can get into specifics on the other guy's stats. Bieber has a .83 ERA through his first three starts. He's 3-0. and He is leading the league in strikeouts by like six strikeouts with 34. And he's been by far the most dominant pitcher in the MLB, no questions asked. He's literally given up like two hard hit balls and three starts. They both ended up being solo home runs, but he's just looks so in control and right now is in control of the strikeout race in the MLB, the ERA race among starters, as well as the AL Cy Young race. So that's a great way to start for our team. I want to go into just overall team pitching stats before we go uh, into specific players. Um, bef- this is before this recent Shreds game where Bieber started and we won. So it's not up to date. But before that game, we were second in the major leagues in ERA at 244 behind the Dodgers. And because we only gave up two runs in that game, that number actually goes down. So yeah. not much of an effect on right the now. The game. Dodgers have given up two runs. So. Um, but innings pitched, we've thrown 96 innings, which will go up after the game. Um, strikeouts, 120 strikeouts. Uh, that leads the MLB. That's only one ahead of the Reds, but I think we had more strikeouts today. Yeah, we Reds, did. Because so Bieber had eight, Karinczak had... Or actually, I don't think Karinczak had any, but I think Brad Hand had one in the ninth. So we did have more strikeouts than the Reds, so we're holding on to that title. Uh, walks, we've only given up 16 walks. The number one team in terms of walks is the... Cardinals, who have given up nine, but they haven't been playing. Yeah, they played like five games. And, then, and we only Bieber only walked two guys tonight. So we're staying good on forcing hitters to hit our pitchers and not giving up free bases. The only other team ahead of us is the Phillies, uh, who I think also had to sit out a couple games for Corona as well. Home runs is where we sort of, we're like 
in the we're tied for tenth in the MLB with giving up thirteen home runs, but that's been one of the things with the Indians, especially the starting pitching, have just been giving up solo shots. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's not surprising given the teams we faced. Like the Reds are a home run hitting team. The Twins, Twins are, are the home run t- hitting yeah. team. They broke the MLB record last year for most home runs in a season. And the Reds have like three guys in their lineup that are home runner strikeout hitters. Nick Castellanos right now is. Yeah, on, it, on fire. They have the best hitter in the MLB right now. So, but the good thing about our home runs is all but one of them have been solo shots and haven't really affected the game. So it's good to see our pitchers going after hitters and giving up the occasional solo shot because in general, a solo shot's not going to like end a game or be insanely problematic for a game. All right, so for me, one of the like most pleasant surprises so far in our starting pitching was Zach Plezak. I think he's been very nice for us as a you know as our number two so far, you know, and he's really in a 15 innings pitch. You know, he only has a 1.8 ERA. That's pretty good for him, and uh, really been a nice supportive uh, second starting pitcher to Shane Bieber. But one guy that has not done well so far is of course Mike Clevenger. You know, it's only been two starts for him. He had one mediocre start, and then he had one really bad start. And uh, he's got a ERA of 4.91, which is pretty bad. And I think that he's kind of been a disappointment so far. But it's only two games, remember. He has a lot uh, other starts to turn it around for him. And I think he can really turn it around and be our number two guy this year. I think the really big thing with Clevenger is, one, he was injured a lot of last year. Yeah. So that's definitely going to affect him going to this year. Like, he wasn't even supposed to start the season with us this year. He was supposed to be injured. But also, Clevenger <laughs> is a really big guy who is reliant on his first inning. If he gets through the first inning clean, he's going to go like seven innings and give up maybe one or two runs and dominate the game. But what we've seen through his first two starts is he struggled to get guys out at the top of the order to start the game, which sets the tone for him pitching and means we have a game like we did in his last start where he gives up four runs early. One thing that I really, really love about our pitchers is that three of our starters um, being... Zach Plesak, um, Shane Bieber, and I think the third was Adam Plutko. It might have been um, somebody else. But those three were all from the 2016 draft. We got all three of them in that draft, as well as one of our best prospects, Nolan Jones. So the fact that like two of the best starters in the MLB right now in Plesak and uh, Bieber and a third really good future starter in Pluko, as well as another top prospect, all came from the same draft. Is just insane work from the Indians, and it's just really nice to see like people that we drafted actually coming into the team. Another side note on that is that none of those guys were our top two picks. Like Savale was in the third round, Bieber was in the fourth, and I think Pluko was in like the fourteenth. So it's really cool to see those guys getting a role on our team. I think with that, we'll probably go straight into the bullpen. Um, Our bullpen has been insanely dominant this year. Right now, our ERA with our bullpen is 1.66, but we've and we've only given up five runs. We've pitched 27.1 innings, but all of those runs, except for one, are just Brad Hand, who has like a 15 ERA or something stupid. Without Hand, we've given up one run in 24 innings pitched and have been dominant as a bullpen. We've looked great, which in our season preview podcast, the our bullpen besides Brad Hand was one of our biggest questions on the team. 
And the guys we predicted to step up, especially Gabe with Karinchak, have been stepping up and dominating. Do you guys have any specific stats you want to talk about with like, bullpen yeah. pictures? Um, well, obviously, Brett Hand's ERA is going to go down after today. He just had a save, didn't give up any runs, so that will help our bullpen. But um, my guy, James Karinchak, uh, he's pitched 5.2 innings. I think that will go up after today. He's got eight strikeouts, which is what he's known for. And then he's got zero earned runs. He hasn't given up a run in his entire time pitching. He got his first career save the other day against the Twins, I think, when Bieber pitched. So he's been as advertised coming out of the minor leagues. And honestly, if Brad Hand continues to struggle, he will jump into that closer role because he's got a nasty curveball and he, he can throw... Uh, 96 miles per hour. He's just a strikeout machine. Karinchak has been looking disgusting through the start of the season. He's given up like one hit and one walk in five innings pitched or something crazy like that. He's looking like wild thing for Major League. So hopefully he can maintain that role. He's wearing number 99 and same number as wild thing. He's pitching like him. He's got a nice attitude. We got to see him and Shane Bieber uh, like dapping each other up in the dugout after he got out of the eighth inning for Bieber. So our bullpen's looking nice and up and coming. Yeah, one thing I just wanted to point out was Adam Plutko. You know, he hasn't really done anything uh, on the relief side, you know, even though he is a relief pitcher. He did have one start and he did okay in it. But I think having him as sort of this flex guy and, you know, he could possibly uh, possibly play in the starting role, but he can also be a great reliever for us. I think that's really key and just have some f- flexibility in the bullpen this year. I think that that'll be great for us, you know, once again on the defensive side. Especially considering the MLB rule about double headers where it's going to be seven inning games. Yeah. We're never going to go, if we ever get in the position where like coronavirus or a rain delay means we have to do a double header, we're not going to pitch our normal rotation. We saw this in the double header we had to play early in the season because we didn't want Bieber to pitch uh, two games within five days of each other. We plugged Plutko in to the double header game to give everybody one extra day's rest or the, the normal rest they would have gotten without the double header which meant that like Pluko was just thrown into a game out of nowhere. He pitched really well. It gave Bieber more rest. Bieber came out on fire two days later. And it's going to be really helpful given the uncertainty around our schedule and our games this year that if we ever do have to play a doubleheader, Pluko's there to be thrown in as a starter. And also if like Carlos Carrasco, because he is, uh, he does have like leukemia issues still, which could mean that he backs out at any point because he's still at a high risk individual. Pluko can just go straight into the starting rotation. No problem. He's going to be replacing Carrasco in the next couple of years. So it's great to see him doing good work. Does anybody else have any comments on the pitching or we can go straight into the bad area of our team? Um, I think uh, we haven't hit on guys like James Maiden and uh, Dominic Leone, but they've done solid work. So young guys are doing great things in the bullpen, and that's good to see. And Nick Whitgren, yeah. shout out to his mom. She likes our tweets and follows us on Twitter. You should join her doing that too. Nick Whitgren's been a stud this year. Yeah. So Yeah. I think our, just our overall starting and relief pitching has been great this year. So we'll continue to see that all season long. It's been amazing to see. And just like we said on Twitter and we've been saying like every single day, we are doing this. We are the best starting rotation in the league right now, like statistically. Maybe not in terms of personnel. There's other ones that have bigger names than us that'll do better in the long term. But statistically right now, we are the best. And that's after trading our two best pitchers, our two best starters in Bauer and Kluber. It's ridiculous that like last year, Plutko was our eighth best starting pitcher. 
and it's just amazing to see all these guys fill the void and maybe even exceed what Kluber and Bauer were doing last year. Um, now we'll stop hyping up the Indians because even though we are the best pitching team in the league, we still are only six and six. Any other team in the league would be easily above 500 and probably like a one or two or three loss team if they had our pitching. But our offense has been so horrendous to start the season that we have been losing games where our pitchers only give up two runs. So we'll be pulling up some stats right now for the offense. The big thing to look at with our offense is that after Lindor is not even hitting well, but after Lindor, nobody is hitting I think even above 200. Like, Carlos has bad hitting stats this year. Fran, Fran, Mill, Fran Mill has been horrendous. He got the at-bat that I was hoping for, where he hit a home run, he smacked a ball, and I think that's going to turn around a season. But he sucked to start this year, and everyone after Fran Mill has been, like, a joke in our lineup. Bradley Zimmers looked decent, but he hasn't had that much time. But, like, Oscar Mercado is hitting like 123 or something stupid like that. And uh, Sandy Leone's barely hitting. Obviously, Roberto Perez is hurt. Um, Roberto Perez's replacement, Bo Taylor, I don't think he has even gotten on base yet. Our outfield, they're all... No, he has fielder's choice. Uh, he got on, on a fielder's choice. But <laughs> he hasn't gotten a hit, and I don't even think he's gotten a walk yet. And um, if we're looking at like our outfield... The one issue that I see with our outfield is there's no but like our entire outfield is good defensively without like besides Domingo Santana like Greg Allen Zimmer uh, Naquin Mercado all beasts defensively but none of them are doing enough offensively Naquin hasn't been playing because he broke his toe yeah, yeah but none of those three guys are doing enough offensively to make the team to the point where we have like a rookie who wasn't even that highly. Th- thought of in Daniel Johnson, like starting games because nobody can perform offensively and we're just rotating until someone does something to earn the job. Um, do you guys have any specific stats you want to point out on our outfielders? Um, outfielders? No. I mean, our best outfielder so far has been what Bradley Zimmer. Yeah. Like, we expected more from Oscar Mercado and he just really hasn't gotten off to a great start. You know, hopefully he can turn around, but it's tough to see right now. I think one thing that's really interesting to look at is just like our team stats batting wise because yeah. uh, we are like batting average wise the worst team in the league. Our team is hitting 190 and I think it's the second worst. Or Pittsburgh's yeah. worst by 187. Ah, so we're a little bit better than the Pirates, which not much to say given how bad the Pirates are and that we have like decent expectations of our team. Um, do you have any other stats you want to mention? Yeah, we're sixth in the league in strikeouts uh, in our at-bats, which is not very good. But we've seen, like, one of the things that uh, Indians hitters have been doing consistently is getting down on counts and watching first strikes go by. I mean, especially, like, when they're throwing first-pitch sliders. Like, we saw it with Kenta Maeda, first-pitch slider down and in, and they're all watching it. Or he'll just throw a slider over the middle, and they won't be prepared for it. And then they'll go against a guy like Sergio Romo, who doesn't throw hard and only throws breaking balls, basically. And they'll just watch these sliders go by, and they won't swing. It reminded me of the 2017 series when we kept going up against CC Sabathia, and all he would do was throw sliders because we wouldn't swing at them. So we need to be more aggressive in at-bats, and we just need to be seeing pitches better in general 
we've been called out way too many times on uh, third call strikes and just uh, swinging at pitches out of the strike zone. So we need to quit chasing and just be more disciplined as a team in the batter's box. I think something that's happened to our hitters to start the season is they're trying to be too disciplined. Like if you look at our um, the amount of pitches that the opponents are throwing in games, we're getting starting pitchers up to like 60 pitches through like three and four innings because we're taking so many pitches and we're getting to so many 2-2 counts, which that's a good thing. But if you get to the 2-2 count and then you can't hit their strikeout pitch, it's not helpful to the team whatsoever if every single hitter in the lineup is doing that. Every single hitter in our lineup right now is seeing a lot of pitches and not doing anything with the final pitch. They're either rolling over and having like a shitty ground out or they're just striking out. Like I'm pretty sure the top four, five guys in our order all have 11 or more strikeouts through 12 games, which is ridiculous. Like Jose and Lindor never average close to 100 strikeouts in a season, I'm pretty sure, let alone being on track for 162 strikeouts, a strikeout a game. And Franmil has 13. Hopefully he's going to turn that around with a home run. Like Carlos has 11, Cesar has 11, Jose has 12, Lindor has 12. That's horrible numbers from the guys who are supposed to be leading our lines. And even if you go past them, like everyone who has played consistent number of games has almost as many strikeouts as they have games played, which is just something you don't want to see from your hitters. The, like the, batting average of our team as a whole is like just not acceptable at all hitting 190 as a team and having three players hitting above 225 and no, like or three players hitting above 190 on our team it's ridiculous the only production is coming really from cesar and jose which i'm glad to see cesar yeah. fitting and into the team also they've started to fall off recently yeah. too yeah. Like, it's nice to... Actually, Cesar's been stepping up. Cesar. He's, Cesar, he's hitting yeah. 293. Jose's, Jose's fallen off since, like, his hot start when he was hitting, like, 360. But he's still hitting 280. And then it drops straight to Lindor at 229. Zimmer at 227, but he hasn't played that much. And then it drops again to Santana at 184. Yeah. And Fran Mill at 179. So the big thing for our offense is, like, everyone needs to do better except for Cesar, pretty much. But especially the bottom half of our lineup, like someone from the bottom half like needs to step up. Six guys hitting 100 to 200 within that range, which is yeah. just terrible. And the the worst part about it is like, we have a bunch of young outfielders that are vying per, for a position on the team. Like Jordan Luplo, Bradley Zimmer, Naquin who hasn't gotten to play yet. Oscar Mercado, who we thought was a lock, but based off his hitting, he's now battling for his spot. Greg Allen. Greg Allen. Daniel Johnson has put his name in there recently. He hasn't been playing well, but no one has, so he's still in the conversation. And <laughs> none of them have stepped up at all. Like the best, the only one who's, I guess you could say stepped up is Bradley Zimmer, but the dude's hitting 227. He just looks good because everyone else, everyone else is, is looking terrible. Is like. under one eighty five, which is like that's like five years ago Roberto Perez numbers. Like yeah. the fact Michael Martinez numbers. Yeah, the fact that every single player on our team except Jose and Cesar Hernandez Cesar. is hitting worse than Roberto Perez did last year is absurd and needs to be fixed. And but I think okay, I think we've 
gone enough in enough on the whoever our hitting coaches needs to step it up. Ty Van Berkleyo, the clown. Yeah. Hopefully Terry Fire Fr- the clown. That hopefully, dude sucks. Hopefully Terry Francona coming back to join the team after his like weird illness that they didn't tell us that much about. Isn't that tomorrow? Yeah, right? he he yeah. comes back for the Reds game at home. He just didn't travel to the two Reds games. Hopefully that ignites something. Hopefully Fran Mill steps up and is the guy who I said he would be at the start of the season. He had a nice post-game interview after he hit the home run where he said, like, even though he's been hitting like shit, the teammates have been, like, keeping his head up and not letting him get down on himself, which is good to hear. It's nice to hear that we still have that team camaraderie. But, like, I don't care if everybody's best friends if none of them can hit a baseball. Hopefully that gets fixed soon. And our pitchers haven't shown any signs of slowing up at all. So... I mean, if our pitchers can stay remotely close to what they're doing now, like, even if they give up, like, one more run a game, we're still one of the best rotations in the league. If our offense can be even the slightest bit better, we will be, like, competing, maybe not with the Twins, but with a couple of the other teams that are second place in their division for a high seed. It's upsetting to be an Indians fan right now, and I'm pretty sure it's upsetting to be one of the pitchers. Like, you feel like you need to throw... A complete game shutout every game. In yeah, order I to mean, win. it's like what's happened to Noah Syndergaard on the Mets the past couple of years. Yeah. like the dude was the best pitcher in the league last year, but went like six and twelve or something. Or Degrom as well. Yeah, but, yeah, but like watching like an Indians pitcher just go off, and then it's like a zero zero game through the sixth, and then we just blow it with our relievers in the end is just really depressing for our starters overall and just the dugout in general, like. It's just really tough to see. Yeah, even if our hitters were hitting like as well as they did last year, we would genuinely be like ten and two right now, with our only losses being Clevenger's second start and maybe Carrasco's first start. But like, or, no, no his second, second when he gave up three runs. But our pitchers have been like as close to perfect as you could ask from them. Like our all and especially the young guys, like our four young starters in. Pluko, Savale, Plisak, and Bieber have all been amazing this year and are all competing with each other for Cy Young right now, along with, like, Garrett Cole. Because, and the fact that we have, like, a bunch of 25-year-old pitchers leading our team, and we have, like, four all-star level hitters, or at least three, that are just not doing anything to help them, is just really sad to see, and hopefully it'll be turned around. The major issue that I see with this is the season is so short. Like, we are 20% of the way through the year already. So there's not time for a major slump for any of our players, let alone our important players like Carlos. Hopefully the Indians turn it around. I don't have really anything else to comment on. Uh, We're going to be making this a little series where we do every 12 games an Indians update. So our next 12 games are the two at home to the red or to, uh, against the Reds, where we wrap up the battle, like the Ohio Cup or whatever they call it. Ohio Cup. Yeah, we usually win it every year. We hadn't lost in Cincinnati for the past like three years up until two nights ago. Um, then we play three games against the White Sox in Chicago, followed by two games against the Cubs in Chicago, and then we have a homestand against the Tigers of three games. And then we continue that home stand against three more, with three more against the Pirates. So besides the Cubs, there aren't any teams on that list that are crazy threatening to us. Obviously, the Reds have shown that they're a really good pitching team and have the ability to hit for power, not really for contact. But we should be above. We should be in these twelve games, 
winning more than we lose. Especially considering like three games against the Tigers, three against the Pirates. So hope well actually in the, within the twelve, it's not all the Pirates games are played. But anyways, we're playing some pretty bad teams in general and some pretty bad teams in this area, with the exception of the two against the Cubs, who are really hot. I don't have anything else to add about our team. Do either of you guys have anything to add? Uh, I don't. I mean, really, it's just hopefully our offense can turn it around and we see the playoffs this year. I mean, it shouldn't be too hard, but yeah, also Cleveland, so who knows? I mean, honestly, with the way we're performing, like, we're going to make the playoffs. Even if we don't figure out our offense, we'll just get destroyed in the first round because they are expanding it to 16 teams. So, like, you really only need, like, 28 wins to make the playoffs this year, which is kind of crazy. But... We don't want to be just in the playoffs. We want to be a high seed yeah. because this year in the playoffs, the teams that win their division get to pick the teams that they play in the first round. And all of the games are played at the team that won the division's home field. So we want to be one of those teams who has control of our destiny in the playoffs. And kind of like the Super Regionals in college baseball, we want to be the one hosting the Super Regionals, not traveling to our rival stadium and playing the entire playoffs there. Hopefully we can turn it around, but with the way the Twins have been playing, like I think they're 8 and 2 right now. Yeah. And they're showing no signs of slowing up offensively or in terms of their pitching. So I'm not entirely sure if we'll catch them. I am changing my goal. I just want to be the fourth team in the AL this year. I think it's attainable, especially considering the Rays are off to a slow start, and so are the Astros and Athletics, both going off pretty slow. Like they're only one game ahead of us. So hopefully our offense turns it around. Lindor looked decent in today's game. Franmil, of course, had the home run. And one of his other at-bats was also a hard hit ball. So hopefully he's turning it around. And overall, I'm expecting more offense in the next 12 games, similar pitching stats, and maybe like a 7-5 and five and, or 8-4 and four record. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with that. Like. I think our offense will turn it around. Our pitching will stay the same other than Brad Hand. I think he'll also turn it around. But uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, like a few more runs here and there from our pitchers should not be an issue. Like we should not have this expectation of them to continue this. Yeah. And there's no way they will. Like our bullpen is going to leak some runs as they should. And our starters are not going to be having like .83 ERAs, all of them. But to count, counter for that, a little bit of offense is going to help and go a long way in fixing our team. I don't want us to get too repetitive. It's pretty clear what's happened with the Indians. Strong, strong, strong pitching and shitty offense. Hopefully we turn it around in the next 12 games. We'll see you after 12 games in about two weeks and talk about it then. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MadDogPod. Get in the conversation, like our posts, comment, anything really helps. Follow us, you know, get in the conversation. It really helps. Make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And also share it with a couple of your friends. Something really cool that we're starting now is we're going to do this for all of our sports teams, but obviously the Indians are the only ones playing right now. One of us is going to be live tweeting from every single game, updates on the game, what's happening when we score, when someone gets a good hit, when someone falls over and looks stupid, pretty much anything. Like we've been talking about Bieber striking out a dude and making him fall over on the pitch. So it's just a good listen. So turn on uh, tweet notifications and just follow the game with us if you're like 
not on the road. If you're not in front of a TV, you want to know what's happening in the game, check out our Twitter. We're tweeting updates. We're replying to the Indians, and we're just having a good time. Lisa Wickren's in on it, too. Uh, With that being said, we're going to end this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening.